New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. All the way from here in glorious Colorado. I want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing here, showing up and sharing out. Good evening, Wayne. Good to see you. Everyone else, as you come piling into the room, we thank you for being a part of what we're doing here. First up tonight. Good news coming out of Canada. I want to introduce you to Marcel Lebrun. Uh, Marcel is from New Brunswick uh, and uh, New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, Let's get rid of those right now. Fredericton is the city in which he lives, and he is doing the tiny home thing. Now, you've heard us report on tiny home ideas uh, in the the past here on this program, uh, and I imagine we'll continue doing that into the future as well. Uh, Marcel is building a community of 99 homes uh, in uh, in New Brunswick there. He's invested $4 million of his own money in the project so far. They can build one home every four days, and uh, it's in a completely gated community. Now, that is to support the residents, now, and uh, there's a lot of things that happen here. Uh, number one, this is not just a handout. Residents have to be working towards ownership. Uh, now, he does also have a community center where they're able to uh, support each other and bringing forward some new businesses. Uh, so there's a silk screening, business, uh, silk printing business in the uh, building, as well as a coffee shop, and they're getting into some merchandise and other things. Good work happening. We love seeing these stories, folks. You know, and that's what the Good News Network is. Uh, the Good News on Friday night is all about. And what I'm tempting to say there is that we get a majority of our programs from the goodnewsnetwork.org. Uh, they do a great job of collating programs. So please uh, check them out and give them some of the attention uh, they deserve. Shea Bird, I knew you'd be here and I knew you would love that story. It's right exactly what your vision is. And that's how we look at it here on the New Thought Media Network. The vision is revealing itself. 
and it's revealing itself in numerous places and in numerous ways, and tiny homes are part of it. Uh, we're supporting Shay uh, in her efforts as well. Please visit her website, tinycastlehomes.com, and check out what she's up to there. All right, next up, what is this? A French company discovers a massive reserve of clean, clean hydrogen gas that could start a revolution, a renewable revolution. So here's what I'm learning. Uh, millions of tons of pure hydrogen have been found in, underneath uh, a, a mine in north, northern France. Uh, they're calling this a new a renewables gold rush of the rarest kind. Now, hydrogen is almost always attached to something, oxygen, for example. Uh, and deep underground, geological forces can sometimes create massive pockets of hydrogen gas. Those gases can come in various uh, potencies, as it were, purities, as it were, and at different depths, making it all a uh, hodgepodge of information star star we love you yes little girl little girl doggy wants to be heard tonight uh <laughs> in uh so where this is happening in is in france's lorraine basin uh it was once a hot tub for, for european coal mining they're now discovering these massive uh reserves of pure hydrogen right on sounded like more good news Happening each and every place. I uh, let's bring that slide back up there, folks. There's what that slide looked like. All right, we're gonna get into it, get things rolling here tonight in the right direction. Thank you for your patience with me tonight. Our next story is another uh study, this time from the University of Edinburgh. Scientists have engineered a simple E. coli bacteria that will eat plastic. Yep, a plastic chomping bacteria can could may will be working to transform plastic bottles into makeup drugs and perfumes. So what's happening here is the E. coli can upcycle discarded PET bottles into what's known as adipic acid. A-D-I-P-I-C, adipic. Adipic acid is widely used in cosmetics, pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals, and the fragrance industries. Now, it's normally created through a pretty heavy, intensive fossil fuel process. This approach enables the upcycling of waste carbon from existing industrial processes to create a circular economies, avoiding the environmental consequences of landfill and or incineration processes. That's according to the study's authors. Although chemical and biological approaches to the depolymerization and recycling of PET waste are being investigated, bio-upcycling technologies to convert plastic wastes into higher value smaller molecules are less established. Again, according to the study, this looks like good news, folks. Now, of course, this is something we're going to have to follow. Uh, however, we follow a lot of different stories here on the New Thought Media Network, and we try to bring them to you with, on Friday evenings. You know, and another place where we get some of our stories is over at sunnyskies.com. That's sunnyskies.com. Check at them out. Give them some of the love they deserve as well. And this next story is from Sunny Skies. Let's check it out. There's a new treatment uh, on the market that could ease 
uh, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis specifically, and uh, it's nanoparticles. Yep, that's right. Nanoparticles. A new treatment of nanoparticles has been found to be effective for easing the pain of rheumatoid arthritis in lab in lab mice. Uh, just one state, one dose of the state of the art of medicine has provided relief in clinical trials using lab mice, and they are hoping it can be replicated in humans. Good news for those that suffer from rheumatoid arthritis. Something may be on the horizon. We'll keep an eye on this study and this uh, story for you as well and bring you more information as it becomes available. Hey, folks, we need to take a quick break and let a couple of our sponsors and other folks say hello. However, don't go away. We got a lot more coming for you tonight on the good news, including, as always, our hero of the week. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with more on the New Thought Media Network. back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. It's Friday night. Time for the good news stories that remind us we truly are creating a world that works better for everyone. First, next our next story up in this segment, a Buddhist monastery in Nepal is experiencing a true renaissance. It's following a series of museum repatriations that brought about an increased interest in the monastery's 900-year history. This all started a couple decades back when the World Monuments Fund, which is one of the largest nonprofits in the world, is dedicated to preserving cultural heritage, began restoration work on a monastery known as Vihara. And when workers and temple stewards came across a trove of hundreds of artifacts, these had not been stolen, but instead had been hidden in forgotten storehouses and covered by dust. I think we may have all have heard the story of the Golden Buddha uh, buried in the, within the mud. Here is a real-life story of lost artifacts being lost to time. 
and the fact that there was nobody nobody knew the storehouses were there one of those involved said it is our hope that through this collaboration we can create further awareness around the import, cultural importance of historic collections held in religious institutions like our own and the need to document and protect them this is all thanks to a museum repatriation effort and there is our slide for that. Folks, I'm just going to say it out loud. I need a better producer. My guy, my guy that's doing it now, he, he's falling down on the job. Let's see if we can get through a story the way it's supposed to look like. I want to introduce you to Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie Larbalester. La, La I practiced that for a while too today. Lizzie is a volunteer at the British Divers Marine Life Rescue in Cornwall. That's in England for those of the, for those aren't following along. Uh, she has spent months caring for injured seals. Uh, and this is uh, what she did is she turned her Airbnb into a makeshift animal hospital. Yup. Now, after that wasn't enough and they needed more room, her husband and other volunteers have built a fully functioning SEAL hospital from the ground up in Cornwall. The new facility has 10 pens, uh, while the couple's home facility has just six. And now in their third, third birthing season of operation, Lizzie and, and her volunteers are expecting around 100 SEALs to come for rehabilitation this year. Uh, after last year saw... Um, after and that was including, uh, sorry. After last year, saw three thousand calls to respond to injured or displaced sea life. She did not take in that many last year. She responded to that many calls, or there were that many calls. Excuse me on that. The Animal Action Award, which Lily has re now received, is our long-standing commitment to honor and herald the animal heroes that make an impact. Lizzie was presented with the award recently. She said, I'm thrilled we are now able to showcase inspiring. Oh, sorry, this is still the president of the awards committee. We were, a, we're thrilled we were able to showcase inspiring people from all over the globe, from all different walks of life. Congratulations, Lizzie. She was the Animal Action Award for the International Fund for Animal Welfare. This was all, all went happened down in London says here that Lizzie is also a member of the Surfers Against Sewage campaign and Ghost Net Busters as a revolt uh, included in her work. Lizzie, it sounds like you are doing the good work of making sure everybody knows we're all creating a better world for each other. Hey, our next story hits home for our dear brother, Reverend Michael Mangus as he uh, likes to broadcast from a secret chamber somewhere in Akron, Ohio. Uh, near Akron, an abandoned golf course has been rewilded into a splendid slice of natural rust belt nature that includes a restored section of the now nationally protected Cayuga River. We reported on the river recently. We had not reported on this golf course. Now, what I learned is it's not often easy to repatriate or rewild a golf course as oftentimes the landscape has been uh, crafted such that it is not conducive to natural and native species, but is more, uh, more uh, 
overrun as you as you will with uh with uh not uh lost my word there again uh <laughs> it's not always native vegetation uh what the, this organization does and this is mike johnson chief chief of conservation at the summit metro parks we had to undo the golf course before we could restore the landscape golf courses are harsh in environments and to create them the vegetation used is usually non-native doesn't have a value for our local fish and wildlife however no matter how big this job is it offered the nonprofit and a tr tremendous opportunity to connect two of its existing properties into a single 19 acre, acre haven for fish birds and native plants johnson told outlets the response from wildlife has been huge Prior to our work, we documented about 200 species of plant and wildlife that were living on the golf course at the time we acquired it. Today, we have documented over 900 species of fish and wildlife that have returned to the area. The golf course has now been attached via hiking and biking trails to the Cascades Valley Park, which is also owned and managed by Summit Metro. It's located in the valley's pre-glacial bedrock canyon. Cascades Valley contains a canopy of oak, American beech, sassafras, black cherry, and the endangered butternut tree. All this happening in Akron, Ohio. Good work, folks. Thank you for doing the good work and helping the planet Earth to do the healing that is so, so very necessary. Hey, folks, we need to take another break. I need to grab a sip of water, see if I can get my tongue to start working properly. Uh, we're going to be right back with more stories, including our Hero of the Week. And as always in our third segment, all the good, interesting human stories. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on New Thought on the New Thought Media Network. You are a gift. That is the absolute truth. You are a gift, a blessing to the world, a way that the infinite love of God shines itself, shares itself, and expresses itself more fully in the world. You are a gift and a blessing. Please take that seriously. Take it as your honor. Take it as your opportunity to be a light that shines for others. Be that bright light of God's love that's the truth of who you are. And enjoy it, because you deserve it. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. 
Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors. We so appreciate the financial support and help that you provide us as we provide this mighty message out into the world. Always looking for new ways and new new avenues to share the new thought message and get this powerful philosophy in the hearts and the minds and the ears and the eyes of more and more people. So thank you for joining us on that journey. And our next story in China, a true medical breakthrough has been achieved in a human trial that's had as many as 10 children born deaf have their hearing restored through a genetic therapy method. MIT hailed this as China's first domestic gene therapy breakthrough, as well as the most dramatic restoration of a lost sense yet achieved. Like many other gene therapy treatments, children were injected with a reprogrammed virus that created replacement DNA into the part of her into the part of their bodies the scientists hope to alter. In this case, the location of the inner ear canal that detects vibrations and sends that information to the brain. Uh, this little girl that you're looking at here, her name is Lee. In less than a month, her mother said uh, that Lee was able to begin hearing uh, out of the treated ear for the first time in five years in, in her entire life. Uh, she was able to repeat various rhymes and songs back to her mother as she sang them with her hand over her mouth to prevent lip, lip reading. Uh, it bears repeating that this, according to MIT's technology review, has never happened before. Study, part, uh, study scientists said we were careful and a little bit nervous because it was the first in the world. Before the treatment, if you put them in a movie theater with the loudest sound, they wouldn't hear it. Now they can hear close to normal speech and one, can, and one uh, participant can even hear a whisper. Now, scientists are cautioning that this new theme gene therapy is not a cure-all, as it was designed to correct a defect in a gene that produces a protein called odorferlin and is necessary to build the special hairs that vibrate to different frequencies in the inner ear. Good news either way, folks. Good news either way in the science world. Hey, here's one of those heartwarming stories that I just love. We're going to Louisa County, Virginia. Auto tech students at Louisa County High School have dedicated their entire year to restoring a vehicle. On October 19th, a single mother of six children received that vehicle. Now, a local nonprofit, the Giving Words Initiative, played a pivotal role in making this car donation possible. The nonprofit helps single mothers overcome crisis events such as car repairs that might otherwise destabilize families. Casey Hollis, a representative from the local electrical cooperative, contributed $10,200 to Giving Words to help make the gift possible. I can really relate to the needs of a single mother, and it's a truly touching experience, Hollis told WVIRE, the local news outlet. Michelle Mendez, express her gratitude, acknowledging the profound gift that this car would have on her life. She said, they're truly, they've been truly instrumental in helping me obtain this car. It's been a real struggle. I sincerely appreciate everything that have made this possible. Menendez further explained that having the car enabled me to easily transport my children to their various commitments and ensures I can commute to work. 
allowing me to fulfill essential tasks. Yay! You know, folks, oftentimes it's only one or two small things that puts a family out of their home. And sometimes it's just that ability to get back and forth in a vehicle that works. Here we are. Congratulations, folks. Thank you to the students. Thank you to the nonprofits. Thank you to everybody that's a part of this. Hey, here's an amazing story, and I don't want you to miss this one. This is happening in Montgomery County, Maryland, or recently did. Who you're looking at here is 31-year-old Jimmy Hall, uh, and Jimmy has Down syndrome. He went missing for six days. However, he was found inside a small room in a metro station in Maryland for nearly the week. Uh, everyone in his family, I'm sorry, this was uh, Ray Sean Williams, uh, also known as Sean Boy. Uh, Jimmy Hall was part of the search team and his family embarked on a frantic search. Uh, Sean Boy went disappeared on October 20th. He wandered away from his caregiver, got on a bus in Maryland. Uh, on October 26th, the police officers began searching the Glenmont Metro Station Willie, uh, Mr. Williams, Shawnee Boy had found himself in a locked corridor, basically walked through a door that locked behind him. He was trapped in a small room. Uh, he was taken to local hospital and treated and released with a little bit of dehydration, nothing serious or major. Wow, folks, so happy this story has the happy ending that we love so much. Shawnee boy, you're a lucky boy, and we are glad that you are a part of what we're doing here on the world in the world on the world stage. Folks, every week we're here sharing the good news. Five o'clock on Fridays. I invite you to share with your friends and family and let them know what we're doing. And every week we wrap it all up with the hero of the week. This is a still photograph of a dramatic video that surfaced on social media last week. It showcases the heroic efforts of an Australian police officer on as he and others embarked on a perilous mission to extricate a man trapped inside a grain silo. Uh, the video was originally shared by Australia's Queensland's police service, and it vividly portrays the dedicated teamwork of several officers using bare hands and shovels to dig into the grain silo. This all happened back in February. Uh, according to the post, this daring operation unfold in Bar Baralaba, a town nestled in the heart of central Queenland, Queensland. The video does uh, depict a highly coordinated rescue team as they meticulously cut open a hole in the silo to allow the grain to escape while simultaneously digging the grain away from the victim's face and head so that he was able to breathe. The video does show that uh, the man uh, only identified as John was liberated from the grain, taken to a local hospital and pronounced okay. Wow. What a big, big story, folks. That's an incredibly dangerous situation. Having grown up near farms, I know exactly how dangerous that can be to fall into a grain silo. Worse than quicksand.
the good news, he's still alive. All right, John, glad you're still with us. Folks, I want to thank you for being with us. I want to invite you to join us to, again later this evening, coming up in just a half an hour, Reverend Michael Mangus with the Fireside Chat. Always a great look at the week's stories. Please join us for that. Evening prayers are tonight at 8.15, as always, and tomorrow we get started, 8.15 morning prayers, and then at 9 a.m., it is our Saturday morning Science of Mind and Spirit Conversation Series. Please plan to join us for that tomorrow morning as well. All right. I'm Dr. Robert. I got to get out of here for now. I look forward to being with you again soon. And until then, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.